Hey, it's AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we actually celebrated Star Wars Week, which is our annual tradition here on the show. And of course, I've now had a two-week break because it was my daughter's birthday last weekend. So uh, nice to be back into it. But for this last couple of weeks, we have returned to our MCU series for Doctor Strange. I will get back to that movie a little bit later in the show. How's everyone been this last couple of weeks? Of course, as I've just said, it was my daughter's birthday last weekend. So we went out, we took them to soft play and yeah just had a really nice weekend we did a bit of shopping had a meal and of course she was showered in birthday presents and then she bought some more things with some money that she'd been given she's really into Encanto at the moment in fact if you probably listened very closely it might even be on in the background right now because she seems to be watching it at least maybe once a day or every other day and I think today she's even watched it twice she watched it this morning and she's watching it now so yeah she's obsessed with Encanto at the moment and she got a Mirabelle doll and an Isabella doll for her birthday and she will not put them down she absolutely loves them and she's also got some other Disney princesses that we got so we got I think maybe five or six different Disney princesses like the doll ones like the Barbie ones and then also we got some soft ones as well because she's uh, has some soft doll uh, Disney princesses that she likes to have in her bed and we got some extra ones of those as well and she absolutely loves them but uh, yeah apart from that we've not really been up to too much I've been back at work and I did some networking events our our business has recently joined like the chamber of like one of the local cities and in fact that's one of the things my town that I live in has actually become a city this last week as well it's been a town since well it was founded really and this last week it finally became a city as part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Honours thing and yeah we're actually a, a city now but yeah I've been going to some of our city's uh, chamber events networking with loads of local business and things like that and it's really good we've got some more coming up as well so i'm looking forward to doing those and then not this last week but the week before so like the first week that i was off should i say um i met up with my friend andy and we had a good night out we always end up talking about disney and this that and the other and just had a meal and a few drinks and it was really really nice we tried to try to do that once a month so in a couple of weeks time we'll be going out again but no it was really nice to be able to do that and that's kind of really about it I've not really been doing much else this last couple of weeks just work and birthdays and just meals and things like that that's right really about it it's really a boring life really but uh, yeah these networking events are going to be quite fun I, I think we've got some coming up that uh, one of them is around the local wildlife park which will be nice first thing in the morning have some breakfast and have uh, a walk around the wildlife park with some local businesses and then another one's going to be around a lake that's nearby as well which will be nice so yeah i'm looking forward to those coming coming up soon uh, hopefully everyone else has had a great week of course as always drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club just to let me know how you've been doing. It's really nice to be able to hear from people, especially after I've had a, a couple of weeks off as well. It'll be strange when I go to Florida in August because there will be three weeks in total without a podcast. So, yeah, that'll be really, really odd, and I think I'll probably struggle to get back into it after that. But uh, whilst I can, I try to do these, of course, every week unless things like my daughter's birthday, like I say, come up. 
Anyway, it is now time to get into the news. And as always, as I've had a weekend off, I'm not going to cover every single story because we could be here for quite a while to cover two weeks' worth of news. But I will pick out some of the more notable stories over the past two weeks and then also I'll maybe list some of the smaller stories as well. But I did want to start with some notable Marvel news from this past week, which I've actually been talking about or even hoping for for a long while now. And I've I've mentioned it on more, more than one occasion. And that's the announcement from, variety that we'll be getting a new daredevil tv series for disney plus and we'll be seeing the return of charlie cox as matt murdoch and of course the daredevil from the netflix series it's actually yet to be confirmed by disney themselves however i have seen enough news and reports over these last few days confirming that matt corman and chris ord who have previously worked together on covert affairs the enemy within the brave and containment will be teaming up to be able to write an executive producer series and i'm really looking forward to this i've been saying this for the longest time and if anyone's been listening to the podcast for a while you will know that i absolutely loved the daredevil series and i'm really looking forward to this i'm hoping that we might see matt murdoch pop up a couple of times potentially before this series airs of course We've got the upcoming She-Hulk TV series, which uh, she's a lawyer, and of course Matt Murdock's a lawyer as well. We've got the Echo TV series coming up, where she's deaf, and of course Matt Murdock is blind. It'll be good to be able to see those two on screen interacting with each other. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to finding out some more about this, because people have been crying out for this to get a either new series with him in or a fourth series and at the moment i'm seeing conflicting reports as to exactly what this series will be one report that i saw the other day said that it will be a new continuation which i'm not sure if that makes any sense it's probably like picking up from where the third series left off but maybe not referring back to it if that makes any sense I have no idea. With them introducing the multiverse, they could do a whole host of different things with this. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to finding out more about that. Speaking of the She-Hulk series, though, this past week, we did actually get a new trailer for the upcoming series. And I really enjoyed this. It was quite a fun trailer and to be able to see hulk back on screen and bruce banner back on screen again as well it looked really good one thing that many people have been commenting on though is that the animation style for she hulk looked a little bit weird kind of like uncanny valley sort of like face plastered on a model and i understand where people are coming from with it because it it did look a little bit odd but one thing that i'm quite glad of is that there's a lot more animation time yet to be able to do on this before the series is released it's actually going to be released on august 17th of this year so they've got a few months to be able to improve the animation yet but the hulk actually looks really good and the only way i can describe as to why the hulk would look good whereas her character looks kind of off is that the hulk currently has an existing animation model of course with the views in previous avengers films and things like that so that's kind of where i think that the hulk model looks quite good because they are using or adapting an existing model that they've used in the films and of course they're having to develop a whole new cgi model for she hulk so i have no doubt that this will improve before the series airs later this year and i have no doubt that disney have been paying attention to people's comments on this but from the trailer it looks really good it looks like there's going to be a lot of humor and action in it and 
Also, there's going to be a little bit of flirtiness within this as well, which is kind of something that we're not really used to in the MCU at the moment, but it looks like it's going to be a really interesting series. I'm looking forward to it coming out. The actual series will be officially titled She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and it will release on Disney Plus on August 17th. Very briefly, I also saw that Loki Season 2 is due to begin filming on the 6th of June, actually here in England as well. And then finally, in Marvel news this week, it's actually been announced that the Hulu and Star Marvel animated series, MODOK, has actually been cancelled, which I can honestly say that I've actually never seen one episode. I debated watching it. I thought, you know what, I'll wait until they're all out and I'll just watch them all at once. And I never got around to it, and... Honestly, I'm not sad. <laughs> I've seen a few clips online and it's it looks okay, but I can see why it's not staying around for more than a single season, if I'm honest. But uh, yeah, anyway, moving on to a bit of Star Wars news now, actually. This past week, we actually got the official word, or should I say photo, announcing that production has officially begun on the Ahsoka series for Disney+. Plus. The photo was released on social media of a chair on the set of the Ahsoka TV series, with the logo on the back for the series, as well as Dave Filoni's iconic cowboy hat. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to this series. I'm not sure I can say too much more about that at the moment. I've been talking about this for what seems like months, about casting rumours and about them potentially including a lot of characters from Rebels and the Clone Wars and things like that. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I really just need to just go and watch all of the Clone Wars and Rebels TV series to be able to get the full backstory for Ahsoka. I have read the Ahsoka book, so I know a little bit more about the character and about her mindset, and uh, I have seen quite a few episodes of the Clone Wars and Rebels, but I've not watched them like back-to-back all the way through, and that's something that I need to do before this series is released. But uh, yeah, it's nice to see that production's begun on that one, of course. We also received news as part of the special edition of Vanity Fair this past week, which features Obi-Wan and some of the other series which are currently in development, that The Mandalorian Season 3 could be releasing either late 2022 or early 2023, possibly meaning that we could see The Mandalorian Season 3 released roughly around the same time that The Book of Boba Fett was this past year. And personally, I'm really looking forward to catching up again with Mando and Grogu and Mando's journey to understand the mystical Darksaber and how it connects to the Mandalorian homeworld of Mandalore. And I, I really enjoyed how they teased this story in the first season of the book of boba fett of course we don't know whether there will be a second season of that yet but i found it really good to be able to catch up with mando and almost have a a, a very short mini series within the book of boba fett th- featured to the mandalorian and yeah i really enjoyed the mandalorian and it feels like it's been too long since the last season now i'm glad that we had those few episodes in the book of boba fett but i am looking forward to getting a, a, a full third season again soon so yeah looking forward to that whilst i was off we also got the first trailer for avatar the way of the water of course i did speak about that a few weeks about about the the name being officially announced at cinema con and also they got a brief look at it but this past week we did get the official first trailer and i really liked this actually i was a bit unsure that they were going to be using like water of course in this film as kind of the main setting i was wondering in this world how are they going to explore 
water in such a way that it connects to the tribe of Navi that we've met already. And it seems that they're going to be bringing back the Earth Mining Company. I can't remember the name of them. And that it's going to pose some sort of threat to this water outpost of the Navi people. And that our heroes, Jake and uh, Nitiri, is that how you say it? I can never remember. Anyway, they're going to go and help to kind of defend this village or maybe even fight off the uh, people from Earth. And uh, yeah, it looks really, really good. It looks visually very, very stunning. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about this as, as we get closer to the release, of course. This film is due to be released on December 16th of this year. And if you do want to relive the original film in theatres before you go to watch this one, it will be available in select theatres across the US, UK and internationally from September 23rd for a limited time. And the theatrical release is also available on Disney+. And also the extended cut isn't available on Disney+, Plus, but it is available on other digital storefronts, such as Amazon and iTunes and other, like I say, digital video retail stores. Another new movie we found out about this past week was actually Pixar's Elemental, which will follow Ember and Wade in a city where fire, water, land and air residents live together. However, however as with all of these elements some mix well together and others well not really the fiery young woman ember and the go with the flow guy wade are about to discover something elemental how much they actually have in common this actually really reminds me a lot of inside out mixed together with a little bit of soul i think as well we even got some concept art for the movie which reminds me a lot of inside out actually but uh, yeah it looks really good and the story sounds really interesting it kind of reminds me of pixar going back to their core a little bit especially after turning red i felt that that was a really a divergence from classic pixar storytelling in a way but uh, yeah this feels like it's going back to their like classic way of telling things like with inside out and soul but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to this one actually we don't actually have a release date yet but uh, yeah, it was nice to be able to hear about this and we also actually got a uh, like a storyboard draft sketch of these two characters that, of course, I mentioned, Ember and Wade. And, uh, yeah, like I say, looks really good. Now, there I'll go through a list of some of the smaller stories from this past couple of weeks. Disney's ABC arm have announced that The Wonder Years, starring Julie Hill, has been renewed for a second season. The first season is available now on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Big Sky has been renewed for a third season. The Resident has been renewed for a sixth season. Disney have also announced that High School Musical, the musical, the series has been renewed for a fourth season ahead of its eight episode third season being released starting on July 27th, I want to say. Let me have a quick look. Yes, July 27th. And also we've got a sneak peek this last week of uh, Corbin Blue, who's going to appear, be appearing in the third season as well. That was released, I think I saw it over on Twitter. I'm not sure it was re if it was released anywhere else. But uh, yeah, if you want to be able to check out that clip, head over to the Disney Plus Twitter account. We also got news this past week that Our Kind of People, which has recently been airing on Disney Plus here in the UK, has actually been cancelled. And also at Disney's upfront presentation to advertisers, it was announced that Hocus Pocus 2 will be released on September 30th. At the same event, we also got treated to a first look image of the upcoming Disenchanted movie. 
And we also got some more new look images of the upcoming second season of Only Murderers in the Building, which is due to hit Hulu and Disney Plus on June 28th. That one I am really looking forward to, both me and my friend Andy, who I spoke about earlier, really enjoyed the first season. Me and my wife enjoyed it as well, but I, I have spoken about that on multiple occasions. But it's, it's nice to hear someone else's thoughts on it as well, and yeah, really enjoyed this. If you haven't checked it out yet, it is, like I say, available now on Hulu and Disney Plus. And the only way I can describe it, and I've said this a few, on a few occasions, is like watching a murder mystery book. That's as close as I can get to it. And quite often, TV series and movies do a really bad job at emulating like a mystery book or books in any way. But th this TV series does it really, really well. And I'm really looking forward to this upcoming second season. It was also announced this past week that the Disney Channel original movie Zombies 3 will be released on Disney Plus on July 15th. It'll actually be releasing on Disney Plus then before it makes its Disney Channel debut in the US on August 12th at 8pm. Of course, we don't have Disney Channel internationally in many countries anymore, so uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to see that that's also getting a TV release as well as Disney Plus. The actress uh, Kristen Scarl, Scarl, I'm not even sure how you pronounce that, uh, she revealed over on social media that the Mysterious Benedict Society will actually debut its second season sometime later this year, around September. Of course, Disney have yet to be able to release an official release date for the second season, but according to her statement on social media, it should be released around September. We also got a release date for Welcome to Wrexham this past week, which documents Ryan Reynolds and Rob, Rob McKelney. I'm not even sure how you say that. And anyway, it documents their journey following the purchase of the British football or soccer club, Wrexham. It will actually debut on Hulu on August 24th and will likely stream on Disney Plus internationally either at the same time or shortly after that. However, there's been no official information on the international release yet. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to be able to check that one out. I know they've been over in the UK recently uh, doing some things either for this series or actually for the club that, of course, they own. It's also been announced this past week that the actor Richard E. Grant will star in the upcoming Nautilus series for Disney Plus. He will actually be playing the charismatic leader of the port of Karajan. I'm not even sure if that's I'm pronouncing, I'm pronouncing that correctly. Anyway, Captain Nemo and his crew will encounter this character actually on their adventures. Also, this past week, we got some more trailers released for Prey, which is the upcoming Predator movie or prequel movie. I'm not quite sure. It's actually set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Prey tells the story of a young woman, Naru, a fierce and highly skilled warrior. She has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains. So when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technologically advanced arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. Also, this past week, we got a new trailer for the Orville New Horizons, which is due to debut on Hulu and Disney Plus on June 2nd. Again, as I've said previously, really looking forward to this series. I actually have both the first and second seasons on iTunes and absolutely love them. So looking forward to catching up with the characters in this series as well. And also, we got a new trailer this last week for the new Baymax TV series, which actually I'm surprised. I, I don't know whether it had been announced or whether I forgot about it, but it's actually headed to Disney Plus on June 29th. And this TV series is kind of, like I say, crept up on me. It looks really good. 
I'm not sure if it's going to be quite short episodes or quite long episodes, like half an hour or something like that. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. I really enjoyed the the um, Big Hero Six movie, and I'm looking forward to catching up with some of the characters, especially Baymax and Hero, of course, from that. And uh, yeah, th- this series looks like it's going to be really fun. And I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out when it's released. And finally, this week, Disney announced that Disney Plus now has 137. 0.7 million subscribers, which is actually up from 129.8 million last quarter, which is a growth of approximately 7.9 globally over the last three months. And it's actually expected to grow again even more later this year when Disney released their ad supported tier. I did see a report, and it was only a single report actually, so I'm not sure how legitimate this information is but i did see a report earlier this week that disney have announced that the ad supported tier will actually feature approximately four minutes of adverts per hour of content which honestly sounds like it's a reasonable trade-off and i think many people will accept four minutes of adverts within an hour as a trade-off for being able to save uh, well an unknown amount per per month or per year because especially with the price of fuel and the price of uh, even our home heating bills and electricity bills are going up if people can save a little bit of money or and still be able to access the content that they want not only will they be able to benefit from this but also disney will benefit of being able to receive ad revenue as well so uh, yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a really good thing for Disney, and also it might attract people who maybe don't want to pay the current prices, they want to pay a little bit less, but still want to be able to access that content. I was speaking to someone at work this past week that they've recently cancelled their Disney Plus subscription because they'd fi- finished watching like the new series that they were wanting to watch, and they weren't interested in watching any of the other Disney Plus content and some of the stuff that they did want to watch wasn't going to be available until later in the year. And I talked to them about the ad supported tier and about it potentially costing less than what they'd been paying and also that there'd be only a few adverts or four minutes worth of adverts every hour. And would they be interested in signing back up when that was released in the UK? And they immediately said yes. They said if they could save on what they were paying previously, even if it was a small amount but still be able to access all of the content that was available to them with a few adverts here and there, then they'd be more than willing to do it. In fact, he even compared it to watching YouTube where you get adverts either before or in the middle of YouTube videos. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that it's a really good thing, and I think that uh, Disney will really benefit from this. I've just heard my daughter shouting in the background. Actually, speaking of YouTube wrapping adverts, I haven't actually watched YouTube adverts in a long time, my friend Andy had a uh, family plan for YouTube Premium and he just added me onto it because he didn't have anyone else that needed to use it. So yeah, I don't think I can remember the last time I heard adverts on YouTube. Anyway, sorry for getting a little bit off topic there and that's about it for this week's news. What are you most looking forward to or most excited for from this last week's or two weeks worth of news, shall I say? Actually, there's honestly a few different stories and a few different things I'm really looking forward to, of course. Only Murderers in the Building coming back. I'm looking forward to that. Baymax, the Star Wars and Marvel content, and, uh, of course, Avatar. I'm really looking forward to checking out the new Avatar. I loved the first Avatar film. My wife was kind of passive about it. She, she enjoyed watching it, and she says it's visually stunning, but... She said that the story was just lacking for her, but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that second season. I'm hoping I can get to the cinema even to see that, potentially with my dad, like I spoke about, actually 
think it was during last week's or the Star Wars week's show, should I say. But yeah, looking forward to that. Anyway, let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group, what your most favourite part of this last week's news has been. Now though, it's time for a brief break and then we will be back with what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week. Looking for the show that talks about all things Disney? Then check out the Disney list with Kristen and Al John. They've got news on Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, the parks, and so much more. Listen to the Disney list every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern on Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. And we're back. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Now, I had a look at my notes just now and I've... Of course, I've been off for two weeks. You'd think I'd be able to watch a few things on Disney Plus, and it looks quite sparse, let's say. I've just been really, really busy with work and with things with the family and just lots and lots of different things on. We've even been doing lots of holiday shopping this last week as well, just m- making sure that we've got all of the cases, not even packed, but we've got the things to put in them for ready for when we go away. And I looked at my notes, and I was like, I've got Moon Knight Episode 6 listed on my notes. I'm sure I talked that in the last about that in the last episode and yes i did i did i talked completely all about the final episode of moon knight but i really enjoyed that series i think oscar isaac did an absolutely brilliant job it really showed off his acting and just his range and diversity that he can uh, bring to the screen and yeah really really love that series and i'm looking forward to hopefully seeing him pop up again in either another tv series or a movie or hopefully a second season because because it really leaves it on that cliffhanger where you want to find out more about this character. But anyway, I am getting a little bit off topic. I have talked about that already. But this weekend we did actually watch the new Chippendale movie, and I actually really enjoyed it. I was a little coming up to it. I was a little bit, you know, what I'm not too sure about what they're doing with the hybrid animation style and how they're going to bring in the story of the Rescue Rangers specifically into this movie and it works really really well and there's a lot and i mean a lot of cameos and easter eggs so much so that i think i need to research some websites and videos and see exactly how many different cameos pop up in this series i mean one of the more public cameos should i say because there has been a, a teaser trailer including it has been ugly sonic so i don't know how many people remember but when the Sonic movie was in production, they released a teaser trailer for the Sonic movie, and everyone immediately hated the art style, so much so that they went back to the drawing board and reanimated Sonic completely from the ground up to make him look more like the video games and the cartoons. But of course, this trailer, which included Ugly Sonic, as everyone's now referring him to, was still out there it was still on the internet people can still find it you can go and find it now on youtube if you wanted to but for some reason chip and dale the rescue rangers movie includes ugly sonic as a character and he specifically talks about his experiences with that and it really like breaks the fourth wall of this character referring to real life as if he's also an actor in real life and yeah, they're really doing a lot of a really good job, like world building with this as well. And there's also a lot of other, like I don't know, there's a Voltron in there, there's Transformers in there, 
And you get Roger Rabbit as well, which we haven't seen Roger Rabbit on screen for a very, very long time. And uh, there's also posters that you see like that are referencing other movies. Like there's a Mr. Doubtfire poster and also there's a poster featuring Batman as well. And Batman, of course, isn't even a Disney property. It's, it's a Warner Brothers property. So uh, yeah, really lots and lots of Easter eggs to be able to go through in this movie. And I think I need to be able to watch it again just to be able to just find them all really and research along with it because yeah there's a lot to be able to go through but it is a really really good story and it feels like it feels like a long version of an old rescue rangers episode but set in the real world and i think that's what they were trying to go for and they also did a very good job i was talking to my wife about this actually they did a very good job of explaining the whole uh Chippendale's voices in the movie not sounding anything like the Rescue Rangers TV series. And it explains that it, that these two, well, Chip and Dale, are actors. And when they were doing the TV series in this world, they were acting, they were putting on that voice. And it's just a brilliant way to be able to... Uh, not only kind of describe why but also kind of even poke fun at it a little bit so uh, yeah really really interested to be able to find out more about this movie and just delve deeper into it and watch it again once or twice or or more but uh, yeah there's a lot of other like i say cameos in it and even oh what's the guy's name jim cummings that's it he, he reprises the uh, voice acting roles for Pooh, tigger and Darkwing Duck as well, as, as well as a few other characters I noticed in the credits as well. So it's nice to be able to see that not only these characters are featured in that are from other places within the Disney franchise, but also the actors that have done those voices also returned for those as well. So yeah, really, really enjoyed that movie. And it's definitely worth checking out. Like I say, it's available now over on Disney Plus if you've yet to be able to watch it yet. But what else have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting on Wednesday, we will all be getting access to Marvel's Assembled, making of Moon Knight. And in the US, you'll also be getting the special Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. Also, you'll be getting Raven's Home Season 5, Episodes 6 through 10, and 8 episodes of Gigantosaurus Season 3. In the UK on Wednesday, we'll be getting NYPD Blue Seasons 1 through 12, the Resident, Season 5, Episode 19. NCIS, Season 19, Episode 10. American Dad, Season 18, Episode 2. The Great North, Season 3, Episode 14. Bob's Burgers, Season 12, Episode 16. And Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 16. I Wonder, Season 1, Episodes 1 through 6. Mirror Royal Detective, Season 1, Episodes 13 through 20. Chibi Tiny Tales, I think that's what that one is, Season 1. Secrets of Aunt Katie, Seasons 7 and 8. Wu-Tang, Season 1. Papa Poor Encargo, Encargo? I'm not sure how you say that. Anyway, well, that is Season 1 as well. And another one that I'm going to struggle pronouncing before, I can, uh, before I'm even going to attempt it. It's called De Worsten Van Babel Op De Camping. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, so I highly apologise if that's completely wrong. Anyway, that's also season one. We'll also be getting Wild Russia. We seem to get a lot of these Wild Russia ones at the moment. We'll also be getting Alaska Animal Rescue season one. Awesome Animals season one. Building Wild season two. Port Protection Alaska season one, three, and four. Where's season two? 
I have no idea. Anyway, moving on to Thursday in the UK, we'll also be getting another new episode of The Kardashians, which, again, I am still not watching and have no interest in watching. We'll also be getting This Is Us, Season 6, Episode 18. And then moving on to Friday, which I am the most excited for. I've been waiting for this for a very, very long time. Many, 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 many years. Probably even before they officially announced it, I've been waiting for something featuring this anyway on friday we will be getting the global release of the first two episodes of the obi-wan kenobi series before it then moves to its weekly distribution on wednesdays the story of obi-wan kenobi takes place 10 years after the events of star wars episode 3 revenge of the sith where obi-wan kenobi faced his greatest defeat the downfall and corruption of his best friend and Jedi apprentice, Anakin Skywalker, who turned to the dark side and became the evil Sith Lord, Darth Vader. Yeah, I am so, so excited for this TV series. I have been looking forward to this for as long as I can remember, especially as long as it's been announced. And before that, I was hoping that they would have made a movie out of it. Of course, when Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm and it was announced that there would be Star Wars films being released, so we were getting seven eight and nine but also some other anthology stories i immediately thought we have to get an obi-wan kenobi movie of some kind that tells the story between episode three and episode four there is so much time to be able to explore with this character and even this limited series i feel that we're going to be left at the end of it wanting more because there's still much more time between when this series is set and episode four, that there are more stories, I feel, that could be told with Obi-Wan or, as he may be known in this series, Ben Kenobi. I'm not sure. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to finding out more about this and checking out these first two episodes. I am making sure I am watching these before the next podcast because I really am looking forward to this. Actually, when the next podcast is on, it will actually be the first first weekend of me having a week off next week or not not this coming week should i say the following week it's actually the queen's platinum jubilee of what is it 70 75 years or something as queen of england i'm not sure i don't really pay much attention to the the royalty side should i say of england but when we get a couple of free days off i'm not going to complain and i've also booked a few other days to be able to add it up to a full week so yeah i'm looking forward to having some time off to be able to spend with the family and the kids are off as well which makes it even better so yeah looking forward to that anyway moving on in the u.s on friday you'll also be getting some more of the 30 for 30 specials first one being bad boys which is about the Detroit Pistons of the late 80s and early 90s. You'll also be getting This Magic Moment about the NBA Orlando Magic of the mid-90s when the team was in its heyday with legends such as Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway. I'm not sure if that's correct. I I actually followed the uh, Orlando Magic for a a time when we very first went to America. It was in the mid-90s, actually, roughly around when this is actually based. And, uh, yeah, I remember seeing a lot of things about the Orlando Magic. I I had um, merchandise. I think I had an NBA vest. I had a cap or a couple of caps, actually. I never really followed it much after like the the mid to late 90s and and then I really got into baseball and I've been following baseball 
ever since really so yeah i'm looking forward to maybe checking this out and maybe reliving some of my old uh, glory days from uh, the mid 90s as well so uh, yeah it'd be interesting to be able to check that one out you'll also be getting believe land which is about the spiritual and economic impact of sports in cleveland and you'll also get d wade life unexpected as well as the national geographic specials hubble's cosmic journey and mission pluto Whilst in the UK, we'll also be getting the movies Jumper, which also stars Hayden Christensen, who will be featured again in the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I'm wondering whether they're tying that in quite nicely there. I actually really enjoyed the Jumper movie. I think it got a pretty bad review, but I loved it, and I wish it had had a sequel. I wish it had done better and it had a sequel, because I think it was done really, really well, and the story was really, really interesting. And actually, the books, I think it's like a five-book series. And No, I think the fifth book was a prequel, which was about a character from the movie. So it's a, a four-book series, if I remember rightly from my research. And I actually bought the books. I, I haven't got round to reading them yet. And I think maybe one once I've read maybe the percy jackson books i'm reading to my son at the moment this might be a good one to be able to pick up but uh, also at the moment i'm listening to i keep saying reading to my wife and she's always quick to point out no you're not reading if you're listening to it so in my car on the way to and from work at the moment which is anything from an hour to two hours a day depending on traffic I'm listening to the Harry Potter books because I want to make sure I immerse myself within that world as well before we go back to Florida. Because last time I went to the Harry Potter themed areas at Universal, yes, I am getting off topic, but the last time I went to the Universal themed areas, uh, sorry, the Harry Potter themed areas at Universal, I kind of understood what things were because I'd seen one or two movies or one movie and a half and then seen little clips in the background of other ones but uh, yeah i had no idea so i am immersing myself in the universe of harry potter before we go and i've already gone through the first book so and i'm about a third of the way through the second so i'm hoping to be able to get through all of them before we go because my sister's fiance He's a really, really big Harry Potter fan and he knows everything about it. And I want to not sound like a complete novice when we go there, when he's pointing things out. In fact, if anything, I want to be able to go, oh, that's from that book or that was mentioned in that book. And in fact, me and my wife last night sat down and watched the the HBO, I forget what, it's, what it was called, but anyway, it was the, the anniversary special for Harry Potter. And even when we were them, watching that, I was like, oh, I've been listening to about this in the book recently. And even there's clips actually from the audiobook actually featured in this documentary. So, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, I am getting completely off topic. I will get back on track now. Uh, as well as Jumper in the UK this coming Friday, we'll also be getting Patty Cakes, JFK, What's Your Number, which stars Chris Evans, The Negotiator, which features uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and also the 2003 Ben Affleck Daredevil movie as well, which actually was okay. Don't get me wrong, it's not a brilliant movie, but it was all right. I enjoyed it when it was out. But uh, yeah, we'll be getting that this coming Friday. So I've got the DVD upstairs, I think, somewhere in one of the boxes. But uh, yeah, it'll be on Disney Plus soon enough. Also, we'll be getting Big Mama's House 1, 2, and the third movie, which is actually titled like father like son and also we'll be getting the national geographic special drain the titanic as well and that's about it what are you most looking forward to this next week let me know of course over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or of course over in the sorcerer radio discord at srsounds.com 
forward slash discord or even over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Personally, I think for me, the highlight of this next week is definitely going to be the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. In fact, I might even say that oh, it's going to be a, a, a tie. I don't know what to do. On Friday, it's usually my DW60 lunch. So actually, are they away this next week? Anyway, I, I, I want to be able to watch this. So I'm debating even watching it on my lunch on Friday. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Anyway, I'm going to take another short break now. But then after that, we'll be back with the Weekly Movie Club. What are some of the most popular songs played on Sorcerer Radio? We'll find out every Monday morning on the SRN Top 10 at 8 a.m. Eastern. Vote for your favorite Disney song on the Sorcerer Radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen. That's the SRN Top 10 on Sorcerer Radio. All Disney music all day long. SRSounds.com. Now we're back and it's time for the Weekly Movie Club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie club has been the MCU movie Doctor Strange. So if you've never seen the first Doctor Strange movie before, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. In Kathmandu, is that how you say that? Kathmandu? Kathmandu? Anyway, in Kathmandu, the sorcerer Caecilius and his zealots enter the secret compound of Kamataj and behead its librarian. They steal several pages from an ancient mystical text belonging to the Ancient One, a long-lived sorcerer who has taught every student at the Comatage, including Caecilius, in the mystical arts. The Ancient One pursues the traitors, but Caecilius and his followers escape. In New York City, we meet Dr. Stephen Strange, a wealthy, acclaimed, and arrogant neurosurgeon. After speeding his car to speak at a conference, he severely injures his hands in a car crash, leaving him permanently unable to operate ever again. His fellow surgeon, Christine Palmer, tries to help him move on, but Strange vainly pursues experimental surgeries to heal his hands. Through his healing process, he learns about Jonathan Pangborn, a paraplegic who mysteriously gained use of his legs. Pangborn directs Dr. Strange to the Kamataj, where he is taken in by Mordo a sorcerer under the Ancient One. The Ancient One demonstrates her power to Strange, revealing the astral plane and other dimensions, such as the Mirror Dimension. She reluctantly agrees to train Strange, whose arrogance and ambition remind her of Caecilius. Strange studies under the Ancient One and Mordeaux, and also from the ancient books in the library that is now guarded by Master Wong. Strange learns that Earth is protected from threats from other dimensions by a shield generated by three buildings called Sanctums, in New York City, London, and Hong Kong, which are all directly accessible via portals from Tukamataj. The sorcerer's task is to protect these sanctums, to protect the Earth. Though Pangborn chose to channel the mystical energy into walking again, Strange instead progresses quickly and secretly reads the text from which Caecilius stole the pages, and also learning to bend time with the mystical Eye of Agamotto. Mordo and Wong warn Strange against breaking the laws of nature, drawing a comparison to Caecilius's desire for eternal life. Caecilius uses the stolen pages to contact Doromamu in the Dark Dimension, where time is non-existent. Caecilius destroys the London Sanctum to weaken Earth's protection. The Zealots then attack the New York Sanctum, killing its guardian, but Strange holds them off with the help of the Cloak of Levitation, only to be critically injured during the fight. He teleports himself back to the hospital where Palmer saves him. 
When he returns to the Sanctum, Strange reveals to Mordo that the Ancient One has been drawing power from the Dark Dimension to sustain her long life. Mordo then becomes disillusioned with the Ancient One. After a fight in the Mirror Dimension of New York, Caselius mortally wounds the Ancient One and escapes to Hong Kong. Before dying, she tells Strange that he too will have to bend the rules to complement Mordo's steadfast nature in order to defeat Caselius. Strange and Mordo arrive in Hong Kong to find Wong dead, and the Sanctum destroyed, and the Dark Dimension engulfing Earth. Strange uses the eye to reverse time and save Wong, and then enters the Dark Dimension and creates an endless time loop around himself and Dormammu. After repeatedly killing Strange to no avail, Dormammu finally gives in to Strange's demand, that he permanently leave Earth alone and take Caselius and his zealots with him in return for Strange breaking the Endless Time Loop. Disillusioned by Strange and the Ancient One defying nature's laws, Mordo renounces his sorcerer career and departs. Strange then returns the Eye to Kamataj and takes up residence in the New York Sanctum to continue his studies with Wong. In a mid-credits scene, Strange decides to help Thor, who has brought his brother Loki to Earth, in search for their father Odin. And then in a further post-credits scene, Mordo confronts Pangborn and steals the mystical energy he uses to walk, telling him that Earth has too many sorcerers. Doctor Strange was released on November 4th, 2016, with a budget of between $165 and $236.6 million. It then went on to make $677.7 million at the global box office. Despite being released as part of the MCU in 2016, this is not actually the first time that a Doctor Strange movie has been in development. A film based on the Marvel Comics character Doctor Strange was initially listed as being in development at New World Pictures in 1986 by Bob Gale, which never went further into production. In 1989, Alex Cox had co-written a script with the Doctor Strange co-creator Stan Lee, The script had the character travel into the fourth dimension before facing the villain Dormammu on Easter Island. A film using this script was actually almost made by Regency, but the company's films were at the time distributed by Warner Brothers. At this time also, Warner Brothers was in dispute with Marvel over merchandising. Around this time, producer Charles Band optioned the property from Marvel and began developing a film at his studio, Full Moon Entertainment. However, the option expired before production could begin, and the project was reworked into the 1992 film, Dr. Mordred, whose character had similarities to Dr. Strange. By December of 1992, Wes Craven had signed on to write and direct a Dr. Strange film for release in either 1994 or 1995 with Savoy Pictures. In 1995, David S. Goyer had completed a script for the film, and by April 1997, Columbia Pictures had purchased the film's rights, and Jeff Welch was working on a new screenplay, with Bernie Brillstein and Brad Gray producing. However, by April 2000, Columbia dropped Doctor Strange, which then had Michael France attached to write a script, and interest from Chuck Russell and Stephen Norrington to direct. By June 2001, Dimension Films acquired the film's rights, with Goya back on board as writer and director. Goya hinted that there may be scheduling conflicts with a film adaptation of Murder Mysteries, and promised not to be highly dependent on computer-generated imagery. However, by August 2001, Miramax acquired rights from Dimension, and by March 2002, Goya had dropped out of the project. 
Miramax then announced in 2005 a release date for the following March. However, by June of 2004, a script had still yet to be written. Marvel Studios CEO at the time, Avi Arad, stated, We are nowhere with that. That's a tough one to write, but we are working on it. We are trying to find the real Jerry Garcia of the writing community. In April of 2005, Paramount Pictures acquired Doctor Strange from Miramax as part of Marvel Studios' attempts to independently produce their own films. At the time, the film was projected to have a budget of no more than $165 million. In 2007, Guillermo del Toro and Neil Gaiman pitched a version of the film to Marvel, with Gaiman writing and del Toro directing. Gaiman was especially interested in introducing the character of Clear, but the studio was not interested. In March of 2009, Marvel hired writers to help come up with creative ways to launch its lesser-known properties, including Doctor Strange. In June 2010, Marvel Studios hired Thomas Dean Donnelly and Joshua Oppenheimer to write a Doctor Strange script. In January of 2013, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige confirmed that Doctor Strange would appear in some capacity as part of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Feige then reiterated that a Doctor Strange feature film was in development at Marvel Studios that May, and then again in November. By March, Marvel was considering Andrews, Levine and Scott Derrickson to direct the film, with Derrickson signing on later that year in June. He'd actually written a 12-page scene for the film featuring Strange and an assailant fighting in the astral plane, whilst a doctor attempts to actually save Strange's physical body in a hospital, and it was based on a sequence from the comic Doctor Strange The Oath. Derrickson actually illustrated the sequence with his own concept art alongside storyboards from professional artists and actually presented this in a 90-minute pitch to the studio. After he was hired, of course, Marvel brought the 12-page scene from Derrickson and actually became one of the film's main set pieces. During development, Derrickson had always envisioned Benedict Cumberbatch actually playing the role of Doctor Strange. However, he'd stated openly that he'd be unable to play the character due to other commitments playing Hamlet in the theatre. Tom Hardy and Jared Leto were also considered in early development, and then throughout later development, Joaquin Phoenix, Jared Leto, Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac, Ewan McGregor, Matthew McConaughey, Jake Gyllenhaal and Karen Farrell, along with Ryan Gosling and Keanu Reeves, were also shortlisted for the character. However, by October, after varying delays, Cumberbatch actually signed on and officially entered negotiations to play the character and then was later announced in December as being cast for the part. Kevin Feige actually explained that Marvel had kept returning to him for the role, even whilst considering other actors. Filming began in Nepal on November 4th of 2015, under the working title Checkmate. Ben Davis served as the cinematographer for the film after doing the same on Guardians of the Galaxy, and also Avengers Age of Ultron. Filming then wrapped in New York City on April 3rd of 2016. Whilst filming, Benedict Cumberbatch actually walked walked into a comic book store in full costume and bought an actual Doctor Strange comic. In designing the Eye of Agamotto, creator of Doctor Strange Steve Ditko drew inspiration from the real-world charm, the all-seeing eye of the Buddha, known among the Buddhists as the Amulet of the Snail Martyrs, a Nepal symbol meant to protect its wearer from evil. The folding, replication, and changes in orientation during the reality-twisting scenes were actually influenced by the works of the mathematical painter M.C. Escher in the fractal concept. 
And finally, as we always do with the Marvel films, in this week's Spot Stanley, Stan appears as a bus rider, reading The Doors of Perception, whilst laughing at what he is reading, oblivious to the battle between Doctor Strange, Mordo, and Caselius and his followers. And that's about it for the movie this week. What did you think? I really enjoyed the first Doctor Strange film, and I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. I've probably read all the spoilers by now, but uh, I find the character of Doctor Strange really, really fascinating and how he fits into the overall arcing story of the MCU. I just think he's a, a fascinating character, and I think that this was a brilliant introduction. However, from my understanding, and I'll get to that shortly from people who have been discussing this over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the actual origin of the character in the comics is far different to what we see on film. So it's not really something in the comics that I've really followed along and maybe I need to check out the origin story in the comics at some point. But uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film and I think it was a brilliant introduction. Of course, we've only just got the second Doctor Strange film, but I feel like we've seen a lot of Doctor Strange on the screen because of course he's been in the Avengers films and also most recently in the recent Spider-Man film as well. So it's nice that we've been able to get more out of this character than just his first standalone film. And yeah, I'm looking to see where he goes within the MCU. I know Benedict Cumberbatch has actually said that he will play Doctor Strange basically as long as he's wanted really for films. So I think that we'll be seeing this character for many, many more years to come and that he'll play a a big central role within the MCU, much like Iron Man and Captain America did in the first four phases. So, first three phases? Anyway, so, yeah, I think that there's a lot more that we'll be seeing of Doctor Strange and a lot more that we'll be learning of his story. And I think that he'll be a a very pivotal uh, character, should I say, in phase four and beyond. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. Of course, as always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the Fun Zone Facebook group, and also over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So, let's see what you had to say this week. Rookwolf said, I love Doctor Strange. Whilst not my favourite Marvel movie, it's definitely in my top four. I love the movie so much I'll focus on my nitpicks instead of what I like. Number one, he was properly gowned in the first surgery scene, but in the second scene, removing the bullet, neither Doctor Strange nor Doctor Palmer is actually masked. And number two, when getting ready to go into his speaking engagement, his drawer full of wrist watch winders actually wouldn't work. Watch winders should be in a vertical position to cause the self-winding weight to per- to work properly. And I actually found that really interesting. I've not really explored much about how watch winders for watch collectors, such as Doctor Strange's in this movie, and how they actually work. I know that there are definitely people who collect watches, and if, if I was one of the people that had enough money to be able to do that, I think I would probably. But honestly, I probably wear my Apple Watch way too much. I think... I don't think I could do without my Apple Watch anymore. In fact, it almost didn't turn on the other week and I was really worried that I'd have to buy a new one. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to hold out until the end of the year because uh, the next Apple Watch, it sounds like the sensors could be quite advanced, especially with my heart issues that I've had this past year. It'd be good to be able to try and include all of those new heart helpful features let's say (laughs) anyway getting back to the comments sorcerer radio's own eric allen said i find myself saying dormammu i've come to bargain when going into situations that are going to be unpleasant most recently the last time i had blood work done at the doctor's office actually and of course my other favorite quote from the movie it's the wi-fi password we're not savages brandon said strange doctor strange Kind of a strange, no pun intended, movie, with all of its portals and multiple dimensions and weird time manipulations. 
And finally, Possum had plenty of comments on the movie as Doctor Strange is actually her favourite character. Now, she did have many, many comments. I don't think I'll be able to get through them as... It's already quite a long episode at the time of uh, the time of me recording this, and uh, I thought I'd best condense many of these comments down into uh, a more palatable way of reading them, let's say. So she says, There's a lot I could say about this movie, so I will. In the comic book, Doctor Strange does not operate on a sliding timescale like the rest of the characters. He was actually born in the 1930s, and his accident happened in the 1960s. Being the Sorcerer Supreme makes him functionally immortal. It's kind of weird to see a Doctor Strange origin actually taking place in the present day. Christine Palmer is actually not a character in the comics. She's actually a composite based on many different characters, but particularly on the Night Nurse, who was also Rosario Dawson's character in the Marvel Netflix series. The Masters of the Mystic Arts actually don't exist in the comics. They're just the disciples of the Ancient One. There's actually only one Master of the Mystic Arts, and that's actually Doctor Strange. She says, I dig the characters that were made to Wong. He's Stephen's equal, not his servant. It must be confusing on the Marvel sets, though, as you've got Benedict Cumberbatch playing Doctor Strange and Benedict Wong playing Wong. In the comics, Stephen actually bought the Sanctum Sanctorum for cheap because it was a literal haunted mansion. He didn't inherit it like the Sorcerer Supreme reasons. There aren't actually any others, and it's actually the only one because he made it that way. Now, with regards to the Eye of Agamotto, in the comics, it's actually connected to the character of Agamotto, the Earth's first Sorcerer Supreme, and it allows the Sorcerer Supreme to use as a third eye, basically, and it can't actually turn back time in the comics. The Cloak of Levitation in the comics is actually pretty exactly what it is in the uh, movie. However, without the gold trim, it serves its master, and the master is actually Earth's Sorcerer Supreme. So when Stephen was training in the comics, he actually wore a blue cloak. She also says that she feels the film villainizes the Dark Dimension. The Dark Dimension itself actually isn't evil. It's just the space between dimensions. Good people can also come from there, just as much as bad people can do. And she also says that she loves the ending, that it's brilliant. That at the beginning of the film, Stephen set out to cure his acquired disability, but he never did. Over the course of the film, he learned to accept it as part of him, thanks to the other disabled sorcerers that he meets along the way. And by the end, it's shown to still be there, and Stephen is happy, and he's content with his new life, and also with his disability and all. And that she says for her that this was an incredibly powerful message, where usually disabilities get cured in fiction, or characters decide they just can't live whilst being disabled. And as a disabled person, it's just very nice to be able to see. And that's about it. Honestly, though, that's probably about a th only a third of her thoughts on the movie. Other thoughts have minor spoilers for the second film, which I didn't want to include. And of course, I just couldn't include absolutely everything because we could be here for quite a while. But honestly, if you want to be able to check out all of her comments and all of her uh, comparisons to the comics and thoughts on different characters, I would highly advise checking them out because they're very, very good to be able to read and actually give you more of an insight into the character of Doctor Strange. So I'd highly recommend you checking those out in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord just to read through all of her comments and also the conversations that people have been having around the weekly movie club over this past couple of weeks as well because they're very interesting to be able to go through and read thank you everyone for your comments on the movie this week though it's been brilliant to be able to read all of them and i love seeing people get involved in the conversations in the weekly movie club now though it's time to see what the guys over at Diz his had to say about dr strange 
is Diz his review. So this review, you know, we uh, watched Doctor Strange, the first one. Great movie. See, before Doctor Strange, before the first movie, I had no idea about Doctor Strange. I didn't really know anything about yeah, the character. Mm-hmm. So I was really not looking forward to it. But after the first movie, I like Doctor Strange, and I uh, kind of got interested in the character. I wouldn't say he's like my favorite character, but I like him better than like Black Widow or Hawkeye. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's. I think he's a cool character. I love the movie. I love the bad guy in the movie. I, lo- I love how he defeated the movie at the very end. So mm-hmm. um, definitely enjoyed it. What do you guys think of Doctor Strange, Alex? I I like Doctor Strange. Like you, I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange. Not not a big fan of this whole magic being in the Marvel universe because it's like, oh, now there's magic, like. Give me a break. Magic? Come on, Mike. Come on. Pull a bunny out of your hat. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of... Is, that too, is magic too much for you? But some I guy just turning can't, into a big I green monster like, whoa, magic is where I cross the line. When you, when you saw someone in half, it's just so unbelievable. But, you know, someone turned into a Hulk. Yes, that's more believable. No, I just... Heroes who have, like, mythical powers and have, like, these, these things. And you guys see guys are like, oh, I just focus really hard and turn my hands and then magic happens. But... You know, after watching it, Doctor Strange, I like how. Now I don't know. He's I imagine he's like this in comics because they did a regular job matching comic books. But I like how he's kind of like a Tony Stark in the way of he's like, I was gonna say sassy, but he's not a woman, so he's not sassy. He's, <laughs> it's like arrogant. Well, yeah, I mean, he was like one of the best, like what surgeons in the area. So usually yeah. surgeons, I guess, have that oh, persona yes. of being arrogant. That was a really good opening of how he became who he is. Um, yeah. It's really good. I am looking forward to watching the new movie, but I am not a fan of when they go into the mirror world. Is that what it's called? The mirror dimension. Mirror dimension. Everything gets all weird and mm-hmm. like so dysfunctional. Like I'm not a big fan of that watching that. So I actually have why, an opposite. Why not? Op- yeah. Why? I, I just get, it just seems like nothing is real and it's just nonsense happening on the screen. That's the point though, is that nothing but, is re- like, like it's happening like, in an alternate dimension. It kind of reminds me of Inception. Remember that movie? Yes, with Leonardo exactly. DiCaprio? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it does. I saw uh, the original Doctor Strange, which I think is actually probably one of my favorite origin movies. It's a, I, I think it's a really good origin movie. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch plays Doctor Strange so well. But uh, I saw it in uh, 3D, and my palms were so sweaty when they're, like, falling off the buildings and stuff in the mirror dimension. Yeah. Very, very, very uneasy, but, like, in a good way. I, um... I went to a Marvel exhibit at the, uh, it's called the Franklin Institute by my house. And you actually mm-hmm. get to walk through like the mirror dimension. It was really cool. Cause there was like, um, believe it or not, there's mirrors like all over the place. <laughs> and, um, it was Did really you like cool. walk into any mirrors. No, man. Cause I, 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 I dabble in the mirror dimension. So I was used to, oh, okay. so you, know, help you, Emily you felt like, like a, you felt like at home though. Yes. I've through. dabbled. Okay. I've dabbled. Um, yeah, no, I really like I really, really like the original doctor strange. Um, the the mirror dimension in the second movie I will talk about in a little bit. I won't give any spoilers, but it is. Uh, I guess I'll just talk about it now since we're talking about the mirror dimension. Sure. The um, so somebody gets put into the mirror dimension and like they can escape through mirrors. Like so, it's like kind of kind of stupid actually. But um, like cover the reflections, cover the mirrors. Like oh, so if you cover the mirrors, they can't come out. Okay. Anyway, so I give the mirror dimension like a seven out of ten. But Doctor Strange. One, I'd probably, I'd probably rank that like a seven, seven out of ten. Actually, you didn't rank it on IMDb. I did actually, and I think I probably ranked it a six or a seven. Go ahead um, and tell us what you ranked when, when you are looking that up. Um, my favorite part is at the very end where Doctor Strange pretty much defeated the monster by being a five-year-old and it's asked the same question over and over again. Yes. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a six out of ten. Oh really? You, it'd be, this is like it'd a, be, it would be a high six. It would be a high six. I I do have uh Doctor Strange in the middle of the pack. Now, I mean, I look at these things critically. Do, like, from an entertainment standpoint, I really like this movie. It's very entertaining. Doctor Strange is a really cool character. But the magic thing is weird, Alex. I do agree with you. Um, I, I think that if you were born with magic, it would make more sense, kind of like a mutant type thing, like yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yes. But like the fact that like anyone can be a sorcerer is kind of weird. Yeah. I just don't get that. That was one of the weak. You, you saw um, Spider-Man No Way Home, right? Yes. That was one of the weakest points, I think, in that movie is Ned opening up portals. Yeah. I thought that was like, like what? Like that was that that's what like the movie was obviously it was an awesome movie, but like there was huge, huge problems with it. And that was one of them. It's like why anyone can just like wiggle their finger and and bring people in from the multiverse. Like it's just like like what 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 does this even mean? So yeah, the 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 magic in the Doctor Strange movies is definitely weird, but I do I do enjoy it still. I definitely still enjoy it. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much as always, guys. Remember, you can catch them on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1pm and 8pm Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms, including the new Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash DizHiz. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club or also in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group also remember if you do want to leave me an audio comment on the movie you can do so on my anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the d plus club next week for the weekly movie club we will be watching the descendants until then though hopefully you have a good week Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.